Hello and welcome to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. If you're ready to be independent in helping your family with acute and chronic conditions in a more natural way, if you're interested in learning how to use homeopathy at home, and if you enjoy positive, encouraging messages, then this is the podcast for you. Click subscribe, grab some coffee or tea, a pen, and a notebook, and get ready to learn how to use homeopathy at home in your family. The information in this podcast and its transcription is to be used for education only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor, and you should never stop any prescription medications without the advice and direction of your doctor. I am not a physician. I am not prescribing, and I am not making healthcare decisions for you. It is your choice to use the information provided here and in any future communications with me regarding homeopathy and natural health care. Welcome back to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Brie. And happy birthday. Thank you. I know this will come <laughs> out later. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll come out later, but we're recording on Melissa's 50th birthday. Hey, I've had a great day. Good. That's exciting. You should. And um, thank you to all of you who loved on her. I know a lot of you are listening or watching. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. So good. So good. I got so many cards and gifts and just love from all of you, from all of my listeners and students and clients. And thank you so much. Yes. That was amazing. It was really great. I'm so glad it worked out well. You deserve it. Thank you. Um, Today, before we record our episode, I wanted to read a question that we got from um, one of our students or one of our listeners. So I'm going to ask it. And if you want to answer it for us, Melissa, she said, I watched your video about how to make homeopathic tinctures on your YouTube channel. And you mentioned that it doesn't matter what size bottle to use. Mm -hmm. So is it possible to have a gallon glass jar with 80% water, 20% 80 proof alcohol Mm -hmm. and still only use three to five pellets? And she said, I'm just curious. I wouldn't need one that big. (laughs) But am I understanding that concept correctly? Such a great question. And I'm so glad this is asked. So, um, you know, I recorded that video so long ago. I don't remember saying that, but obviously she just listened to it and heard me say any size bottle. So I don't think that I agree with that. If I ever did agree, if I ever did, if I meant that, I don't think I agree with it anymore. So no, I would use more. Okay. My memory's coming back. Dr. Murphy said, yeah, I learned that from him. You could drop one dose into a trough of water for horses or cows. Mm. Yeah, we have heard of people. That's That's where I got that from. So, so really, yes, you could. Yes, you could drop one dose into a gallon. But what I personally would do now is maybe I would just increase it some, I'll maybe do two doses. And, you know, I don't have anything to back me up in that. And like, why would have been just a feeling that I feel like I would just do more. Just to be sure it's going to work. 
just that's but essentially the idea is if every if you have any amount of the medicine in there will work Mm -hmm. but because they're sprayed on the pellets is that why you would just want to put enough in there to make sure you get a good dose that's right yeah Mm -hmm. okay then um kind of a couple follow-up questions to that if that's the case would you still only give one teaspoon as needed as a dose? That's right. Yep. Yes. Okay. And then, or half a dropper full. Yeah. Whatever you get, I just give the dropper a good squeeze. Okay. And if you're pregnant or an infant, is that safe to take with the alcohol in it? And what about an alcoholic? So two different questions in one there. Two very good questions. So um, infancy and pregnancy, I think is case by case. You, I think you, you have to decide. I can't tell you if that's okay. Really for the infant, I, I think I have, I would have to refer you to the pediatrician and let them help you decide, you know, for pregnancy, refer you to your, to your OB or your midwife and let them help you decide. Um, and if you, you know, if you think about, there's really just a tiny bit of alcohol in it. If you're concerned about the alcohol, then you can take the half a dropper full and even dilute it some more in some, in a little bit of water. And so that would be, that would dilute the alcohol without diluting. You're not, you're not diluting the medicine and making it weaker. Yeah. And then same for an alcoholic, you know, I think it depends on the person, right? Because I know alcoholics and I know, I know, you know, totally recovered one that I believe um, he or she could just take a dose of it and just be totally fine. And then I know others that really shouldn't even have it in the house, you know? So So that's using your own discernment in that situation. Okay. Thank you. And thanks for asking the question to whoever asked that question. Yes. Thank you. That was a good question. All right. Yeah. So Bring, I'm sorry. I want to bring some questions like that as they come in, um, because these are really good questions. And and I want to be able to share these answers with all of you in case you haven't thought of these yet. Or maybe you had this question and now mm-hmm. you've got your answer. So today's episode is pretty short. What were you going to say? You're going to tell yeah, us what well, we're I was going to say. I was going to introduce our topic for today. It's pretty short, shorter than some. Um, we're going to discuss milk allergies and how to deal with those and hopefully uproot them using homeopathy. So you want to kick that off, Melissa, you have a few remedies here. Yeah, it's, um, and so when we say short, there's only, there's not a lot here in our notes to talk about, but it's a big problem, right? right? It's a really big problem. A lot of people have, have milk allergies and, um, so Athusa, and remember these, let me say this too. These are all transcribed. I've been getting this question a lot lately too. All of these podcasts are transcribed onto my blog. So if you are hearing the word Athusa and you're like, what, how do I even spell that? What is she saying? Go to my blog at melissacrenshaw.com, click on the blog tab and you'll see it they're in order backwards so from newest to oldest and um and so then you'll see this one is going to be called um how to 
something with milk allergy. I'm sorry. I haven't named it yet. I, don't I know that is hard. We didn't talk about that yet. Okay. <laughs> I usually name it as I'm getting it ready, editing and uploading because, um, it's so funny. I have not even thought about this. This is how I taught my children to write papers. You don't name your paper, your essay or whatever. You don't title it until you're finished writing it. And then you go back and you title it. So that's what I do too. So it's going to have something to do with milk allergy. And we Uh, do have tagline, like our little, um, what do you call those words? Tag words or something like that. That's right. You can look at allergies or whatever and click on that and it will help you find it. But this will be the newest one right now, if you're looking for it. And it might be milk. It might say milk intolerance. Look for the word milk. I know it's going to say milk in the title. So I do um, have a question on that note to clarify before we start. Um, are we talking true milk allergies and intolerance, or is this more intolerance? I think both. Yeah. Okay. Milk allergy. Yeah. And, and intolerance. Um, but then the other thing is that all of these podcasts are on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't know that I have a YouTube channel, if you would rather watch this podcast episode that you're listening to, you can go to you to YouTube and my channel is MMC homeopathy. MMC homeopathy, or if you're watching this on YouTube right now and you can see us sitting in front of you and you would rather listen to it, then go over to everywhere that you're all the major podcast players. It's there. And we're so entertaining to watch. I'm totally kidding. It's not that exciting, but maybe you want to watch. I do have my dog in here with me tonight, so I hope she doesn't get good. All right. <laughs> okay. Back to Athusa. Athusa. Athusa is fool's parsley. And this is Athusa synapium, C-Y-N. So there's probably more than one Athusa. And um, it's fool's parsley is what we're doing, what we're looking at. And this is an, a very important remedy for children. Big, big remedy for children. Um, this is the main remedy for pyloric stenosis and projectile vomiting. So I had one of my children did that. Um, and I didn't know it was milk back then, but she would literally, it was projectile. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It felt, it seemed like it went across the room. And I was like, how in this world is this little baby doing this? Um, this child drinks milk and has severe violent reactions. So that projectile vomiting, that's a severe and violent reaction, right? Um, This is not just a little bit of spit up. This is a, this is a big deal. This is interesting. I just looked up what pyloric stenosis is because I did not know. I've heard it, but didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And it's a condition in which the opening between the stomach and small intestine thickens. It said it most often occurs in babies under six months. In this condition, the pylorus muscles block food from entering the small intestine and causes that forceful vomiting, which is so our bodies are so smart. They're amazing. Yes. And look at how homeopathy can help. Okay. So I feel like then I have to also say here, you know, if you have a baby that's projectile vomiting, and, um, and, you know, and you try cutting out dairy and you, ha- again, you have to use your discernment when to have the baby seen if there's a block, you know, yes, homeopathy can help, but you might also need 
to go to the doctor. So yes. Also this can, this child can have severe diarrhea followed by dehydration and weight loss. So milk, so they, they consume dairy or milk and they, they projectile vomit. They have violent reactions. They have violent explosions of diarrhea and, um, and they can get dehydrated and lose weight. So, and then they're, then they're labeled failure to thrive. Mm -hmm. And often um, mama's milk supply is to blame when baby's not gaining weight, gaining weight appropriately, or there's failure to thrive. We often blame milk supply or how the baby transfers the milk from mama to baby. So, you know, um, we also need, we should consider, you know, a, a milk, a severe milk allergy and, and look at Athusa. Athusa has lots of gas and bloating. So if you see that baby with a distended belly mm-hmm. and, um, or the person, so, so Athusa doesn't have to be just for babies or children. It can be for, you know, for adults too, and children, it's just yeah. children of the age. Um, epilepsy in children where the eyes turn downward. So when, if you or, or your children have epilepsy and if you can know, you know, during the, during the seizure, which way the eyes turn, you know, downward, upward, right or left, all those things can be looked up in the Materia Medica. And um, while eating, the child has colic with knees turned upward. So think about that baby who's breastfeeding and they squunch up there. They bring their knees up and they squunch up, you know, really tight while they're trying to feed or right after they feed. Then you might think of Athusa. They have lots of crying and screaming all the time. So you're thinking, thinking of your colicky baby. They're in pain. Milk can cause a lot of pain. And okay, let's be really, let's also be clear um, that we are, it's not, it's dairy. So dairy is, you know, cow's milk, um, goat's milk, mammal's milk, right? I guess it's, it's cow, it's really just bovine and goat. Goats tends to, to, tends to have a less severe reaction. I'm not um, suggesting that you give your baby goat milk. And I'm also not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm saying, I'm not telling you what to do there. (laughs) What I am saying is that I'm not talking about breast milk. I'm talking about if mama is consuming dairy, then that dairy that mama has consumed can cause these reactions in the baby. So I just wanted to, to say that when I say milk, I am talking about dairy from a cow and, you know, in the form of, of, um, Cow's milk. Okay. And cow's milk. All right. So um colic, you know, just lots of screaming all the time, mental problems. So, so can't focus. So now we're talking about the older child, maybe ADD, ADHD, even the adult who has trouble with milk and can't concentrate or focus. I believe that the Athusa was in our ADHD yeah. and her hyperactivity podcast mm-hmm. episode miss that one go back um so can't focus their attention failure to thrive i already mentioned um can be allergic to breast milk or cow's milk is what dr murphy says um 
And I believe it would be the cow's milk that's within the breast milk. So I remember when I was in school um, with Dr. Murphy and he would say, listen, I'm quoting him. So don't shoot the messenger. He would say, those La Leche League people, they think that that breast milk is um, flawless. They think it's flawless. They think there's, you know, that they, no baby can ever be allergic to breast milk or can have any trouble with breast milk. <laughs> and when he said that, I just laughed. And this was so long ago, right? And I just, I just laughed. I'm like, oh, Dr. Murphy. Like, so if only he knew I'm a Lelechi. Well, are you a Lelechi? Not anymore. I was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Athusa has the most severe reactions. So, that's what you're looking at. You know, how severe okay. these reactions are. All right. Next remedy is natrium carb, nat carb. <clears throat> and this is um, the main remedy for milk allergy. So, there's lots of digestive sy- symptoms, gas, bloating, colic, and diarrhea. Um, there's a lot of indigestion and burping and flatulence, which is gas. So that sounds just like Athusa, you know? So you think, well, how do I, how do I choose? Well, Athusa, um, is the main remedy for pyloric stenosis and projectile vomiting. And remember, Athusa has the most severe reactions. So nat carb, the reactions are going to be less severe. There's still a milk allergy or intolerance. There's still the digestive, the gas, bloating, colic, um, indigestion, burping, but the reactions aren't as severe as Athusa. And does Athusa usually come with some bigger mental picture than maybe nat carb or no? Yes, it can. And so um, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was looking at my Materia Medica for just some other net carb things. Oh, good. Well, you look and at that's that. something too, to do always do that. I found myself in that place where like, there's a few good options. Mm-hmm. And then I just look in the Materia Medica for like anything else that might stand out between the remedies. All right. Always, always go and read the remedies. What we're doing in these podcast episodes is, um, giving you keynotes. Mm-hmm ideas. <clears throat> so in looking at Athusa in the Materia Medica, I know I'm backing up. You're looking at Nat Carb, right? Yeah. I'm looking at Athusa. So we can kind of compare. Um, let's look at, okay, let's look at abdomen. So Athusa has the colic followed by vomiting, vertigo, and weakness. That's the bold part of Athusa. What does Nat Carb say? Abdomen says um, indigestion, gas, and bloating, hard, bloated, swollen abdomen, violent, sharp pain. Um, somewhat better after eating or during eating. It looks like. Okay, so that would be a that would be a differentiation. Yeah, and it does give. It's pretty detailed. So. I do think this is, it would be really good to look up some of these. Mm-hmm. And Athusa has a bubbling sensation around the navel. Mm. And this one around the navel says um, colic with retraction of navel and hardness of skin. 
Interesting. Pressure in lower abdomen as if everything in abdomen would fall out. Yeah. These are, these are the things you're going to look at to differentiate and decide. Mm -hmm. Um, Food. Yep. Food is um, intolerance of milk. Regurgitation of food long after eating digestion affected from brain exhaustion. That one doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. So, but what does Athusa say, if anything? Um, very weak digestion, food allergies, oversensitive to errors in diet. So it sounds like a, just a sensitive right. uh, stomach, aversion to milk. This is interesting. Must drink in order to swallow solids. Um, drowsiness after meals, heartburn from fats. And we are reading from Dr. Murphy's material, both of us, just so everyone knows. Um, We are both in the fourth edition. Um, Okay, you just said something that made me think of, let's see, what did I see? Um, Oh, man, what did you, oh, you said sensitive to food errors. So that reminds me of the person who accidentally gets a little bit of mm-hmm. butter in their yeah. they go to a restaurant and, and the, they didn't realize the, the vegetable was cooked in butter or they sprinkled butter or whatever. And then they have a, a reaction. So this is that accidental yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. And drowsiness seems to be a big part of net carb net drowsiness after you eat. Okay. That's a good one to, to note. And then we also have modalities. You always want to look at the modalities, mm-hmm. right? So what makes it better and what makes it worse? And so for Athusa, they are better in open air, um, better for company, worse from milk, worse from coffee, wine, um, worse from frequent overeating, worse from 3 to 4 a.m., and worse for worse in the evenings. So think about your little baby. If your baby, if you notice a pattern, your baby's having these reactions three or four a.m. and in the evenings, you know, then you're you you. These are some of the the modalities of Athusa. Um, worse for warmth, and um, worse for overexertion. Heat causes all eruptions to itch intolerably. So really, heat is a seems to be a big one. They don't, Athusa is not going to do well in the heat. That's similar to net carb. They don't, it sounds like heat, it makes it worse. Something I am noticing repeating through net carb is better from eating. So like you feel better while you're eating, um, in aversion to cold air, like you said, Mm -hmm. better rubbing motion and pressure. Worse for milk. Yeah. And worse from overexertion. So, I mean, those are some similar things, but the better from eating sounds like I didn't hear that in Athusa. I still haven't seen that in Athusa. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. And then go through and you, cause then there's still stomach to look at. Maybe there's skin. If you have skin eruptions, you can look at that. You know, when you're, when you're trying to differentiate between remedies, Yeah, we still have a couple more remedies to do, but that we'll also look at, but you know, um, temperature you might look at, and um, anything else that pertains to the thing that you're you're dealing with. So um, 
so having a materia medica is very, very helpful, but also just having materia medica knowledge. So knowing your remedies and just getting into your materia medica, reading the remedies is a great place, a way to do that. Um, my Quizlet classes are a great way to help you learn the remedies and memorize what they do. And my mentorship program um, mm-hmm. is a great way to learn the remedies. Uh, we go through a lot of that in there. So Materia Medica knowledge is important. And we have Materia Medica Mondays that we're doing now. Yeah. So, you know, get it's not quite every other, but ish about every other podcast. We've been doing a new remedy in mm-hmm. detail. Yeah. All right. So, so another big milk, were you going to say something else? No. Okay. Another big, big milk intolerance or allergy remedy is silica. That's a really big one. And silica is the, is the little tiny puny baby, frail, pale, um, failure to thrive, probably regurgitates, regurgitates milk and failure to thrive. It's right there. Weakness. The silica baby or child or person is thin, frail, pale, weak. Um, They have that weak digestion and they can't tolerate milk. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we'll go, do you want to look at silica while I'm talking about calc carbon? Then I'll look up calc carbon um, differentiate between those two. So yeah, I got it right here. Calcarea carbonica is another big one. And um, that child, of course, can't handle milk. Um, And you tell us what, you know, the main things of of silica are while I'm looking up calcarb. Yeah. So um, I remember you saying the disposition of a silica person too. the, and you've mentioned some of this, but sensitive, timid, weak. Mm -hmm. Abdomen is hard and bloated, distended, hard and hot with thin legs, especially in children. Clothing across abdomen feels too tight after eating. Um, Pain or cold feeling. Flatulence with with much rumbling. So that is good. That is, that's a, I feel like we, that's something I have experienced before. Like you feel it inside Mm -hmm. moving around. That doesn't feel good. Um, I'm looking at some other things, food, excessive thirst, loss of appetite, but also maybe voracious appetite Mm. desires, only cold things, disgust for meat and warm food and milk. Worse after eating aversion to mother's milk, child vomits as soon as it nurses. So silica has an aversion to milk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it says drinking cold water causes dry cough. Wow. So interesting. Yeah. And then calc carbs food has um, poor diet and nutrition, loss of appetite, um, loss of appetite when overworked. Um, I just want to kind of, I'm trying to just read ravenous hunger. Didn't silica say that too? Yeah. Cravings for eggs. So, um, calc carb has a big craving for eggs, ice cream, salt, and sweets, and indigestible things. So, so all of you mamas out there with your kids who like to eat all the ashes and the coal and the this stick, is like my strange addiction crayons. That's calc carb. That really is calc carb. I mean, there there are other remedies that do that, but calc carb is a big one. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. So aversion to meat, milk, boiled things, fat, worse after eating. So that car, no, what was it? Was it not carb that was better for eating? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How carb is worse for eating. Um, and thirst for cold drinks. So that's a good one too, to know because silica and nut carb both said that cold drinks, they have like an aversion to cold drinks, cold water. They don't like it. Yeah. Um, so cal carb likes cold. This one silica seems to, to be, um, worse after vaccinations. I've seen that a couple of times. So maybe if, um, after vaccinations, you notice those gut problems or the aversion to milk or the reaction. That's maybe a good place to start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else did we look at? Did you look at, um, abdomen or stomach in your, in I did do abdomen. I did that first. Let me see what abdomen says in calc carb. It is, um, so increased fat in the abdomen. So remember, we're not just talking about babies and children here. These are, you know, this is everybody, um, large and hard abdomen sensitive to the slightest pressure, cannot bear, bear tight clothing around the waist, distension with hardness, better, slightest pressure. Um, cutting pain in swollen abdomen, colic with coldness of thighs after stopped coryza or with cold feeling in abdomen. Um, really just kind of twisting or cramps mm-hmm. about the umbilical region. Okay. Umbilical hernia. The navel is sore. Okay. And um, silica for stomach says slow and painful digestion, screwing, pressing, twisting pain in stomach after drinking, um, intense heartburn, nausea is a big one with the, with an appetite, um, different types of nausea. It looks like there's a few different areas that says nausea. Feeling of emptiness in stomach with nausea. Interesting. And then calc carb stomach says heartburn and, and loud belching, frequent sour belching, sour vomiting um, of curdled milk. I've seen that. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> cramps in the stomach, worse for pressure, worse for cold water. Um, swelling over the pit of the stomach, like a saucer turned bottom up. Interesting. And yeah, so cold water, well, drinking water can cause nausea, but not if it's iced. So Calcar really likes that cold ice water. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of I mean, I know a lot of adults with a milk allergy or at least intolerance. Um, do you think it would take longer to uproot something like this? Like the older you are, mm-hmm. do you think do. it usually takes a long time? I do. Well, I don't know that it, it would, it takes a long time, but I, what I see is it takes longer the older you are. Because and do you recommend cutting dairy out of your diet as you're treating this? Or is it either, maybe you discern that depending on how severe your allergy is. I think it's how, I think it depends on how bad it is because okay. if you have lots of inflammation and mm-hmm. it's very severe, yeah, cut it out. So your body can heal. 
Yeah. Use homeopathy to help your body heal and then try to reintroduce healthy dairy because likely you yeah. there's there's a high chance that we got this intolerance by drinking the junkie, even if it's organic store bought. It's that's possible. a whole other podcast. It really is. It really. Is. But raw dairy. Yeah. You should just Google it if you don't know what we're talking about. There's literally charts that compare processed dairy versus yeah. Raw dairy and, um, or go to rawmilk.com. Go to rawmilk.com. Is that what you said? I think that's what you said. You froze a little bit. Okay. I'm back. Yeah. It just, I don't know why it just kicks me off of my hotspot sometimes. It's so random. So I don't know if you heard what I said. Rawmilk.com is where I would go or Weston A. Price Foundation. Yeah learn about a lot of good information and really nowadays there's stuff on Instagram like Weston A. Price has an Instagram and that might be a little bit short snippets better for you to digest a little bit at a time um but it does make a big difference and that's something to consider as you have dairy in general to eat quality good raw dairy yeah so let so whether we're talking about a baby or an adult choose a remedy Take it for a couple of months and then reevaluate mm-hmm. all the things around. Okay, so if you cut dairy out, then you're going to say, "Well, how am I going to know?" Well, there's other things. There's stool mm-hmm. patterns. There's sleep. There's headaches. There's skin things. There's all these other symptoms. All these other pieces of the puzzle. Look at those things, and then, um, and then if there is some improvement, then go for another couple of months, but towards the end of that next couple of months, reintroduce a little bit of dairy and see mm-hmm. how you do. If it doesn't go well, if you get constipated or, or vomit or whatever, then you just weren't ready. It's okay. Stop it. Keep going on the remedies. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you did it wrong or you got the wrong remedy or, you know, you're, it's not, you're not healing. It just takes time. Yeah. That's really good. Um, one more thing that Dr. Murphy taught me was potentize the milk. So whatever milk you're drinking. So if it's baby drinking mom's milk or, um, or whatever milk you're drinking at home, potentize the milk and give a six C three times per day until the sensitivity is gone. So then you might amazing. If somebody does that, Please let us know. Yeah. We will want to talk about it. So we really would. And so, in fact, if you do that and you have success, you need to come on the show and talk to us about it. (laughs) Yeah. We'll do an interview. Yeah. So potentize, what does that mean? You take a drop of the milk that you're using, whether it's mama's milk, like I said, or whatever milk you're drinking at home, take a drop of the milk and put it into, so we're talking about using a 6C. So you put it into 99 drops of um a water alcohol solution and um i don't know the exact ratio on that so now you're like well i can't even do this yes you can don't don't make it like a recipe don't don't put a lot too many rules on it or you know make it too complicated it's likely gonna work however you do this and um you know and then take one drop of that and put it in 99 drops. So that, that one drop of the milk into the 99 drops is your one C 
then one drop of that into the next 99 drops is your 2C. So then you go to the 6C yeah. and take it. And you succuss it. Oh, that's right. Thank you. In there. But it's okay because hopefully you're like looking this up and doing it. That's right. And yeah. not just trying to remember it. If you're really going to potentize, potentize. Yeah. Potentize it. Potent. We should do a video. We should do a, a video on how to potentize things. That would be fun. Yeah. We will. Okay. Yeah. That's Thank all we you have. Guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah. I feel like this is, it was a shorter one. Well, less remedies, I would say, but um, good specific ones. I think this is a really useful, relatable issue. A lot of people have. So yes, yes. Let yes. us know your success stories as you try it for you or your babies. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next time.